0: Hey, you okay? Oh.
1: Some damn enchiladas.
0: Oh. You going to be all right? Oh.
1: Welcome to another episode of It's Damn Damn Enchiladas, the podcast. A little delve into the world of horror movies, video games, television, comic books, and... Or beer, comic folk. I am Carlos Rivera, my partner on the other end of the mic, on the other side of the screen. Across the Baltimore Tunnel, A to the Grizzly, A to the Pin, Adam R. Griffin. As always, follow us on the red hot Twitter machine, Handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Damn Damn. Adam, how the hell are you?
0: I are great today. Yes. Wonder why?
1: Uh, yes, I do.
0: Because if everything goes correctly, everybody should be listening to this on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. (sighs) We're not going to get to the, uh, the pronunciation wars of Jason's signature sound effects, but that's right, it's Friday the 13th, I'm happy, I'm excited, always a good day for the marathons, for celebration of the franchise as a whole, Uh, it's a good time, exciting time, unfortunately we don't have a new Friday the 13th movie due to the ongoing lawsuit between Victor Miller and Horror Inc. with Sean S. Cunningham. But what we do have are two very important things. Number one, we have memories. And number two, we have imagination.
1: Yes, memories and imagination. Um, the two missing members of Earth, Wind and Fire. That's right. From, well, Rain was the fifth one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yes, this is our landmark. Friday the 13th episode, listening to it on what is probably the best day of the year, besides Halloween, and my birthday, and not election day. Nope. 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 So, yeah. We're here today to only, only discuss Friday the 13th, because nothing else should be discussed. That's right. Not not even those two crazy love birds have things going off on their lives that's this episode's Liam and Miley uh, reference again brought to you in part by Old Town Road
0: got the horses Sponsor back sponsor me back in Crystal Lake uh, Oh, that's a nice segue we're talking about what might have happened or what could have happened or what should have happened or what we would have liked to have seen, or what we didn't want to see, in the Friday the 13th franchise. So we're starting with part one. We're gonna play a little game of what if. What if? What if? So part one. We all know the story. Pamela Voorhees is mad that her little boy Jason drowned in the Crystal Lake and is now after her, uh, after the counselors, and has killed all of them except for Alice who chopped her head off so is there anything you change from that movie?
1: absolutely you e- either don't have Jason come out at the end or you have that at the end of the movie
2: yeah yeah
0: is our structure. as far as structure goes it's pretty much the perfect slasher movie Um, you know, at the time they didn't know if there was, that there was going to be a sequel or that there were going to be, you know, 12 different versions of this tale of a mother killing everybody at the camp in memory of her drowned son and all the adventures that spun out of that. But, you know, you need that stinger at the end, which is why you have the dream sequence of Jason pulling Alice down under the lake. So yeah, you know, if you're just gonna end the movie, end it there, keep people guessing. If not, cut that out, just cut to her in the hospital. Wondering if he's still out there. Because at that rate without part two you never would have known.
1: Leading into part two. If you were going to have that whole sequence happen, then why do you get Ravala so quickly?
0: Well, you know it's that old grindhouse tradition of anybody can die at any time. Shout out to Joe Bob Briggs, by the way. Uh, but, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. you know it's uh, it's a different different occasion because again, you you don't know that the Jason character, who for an all intents and purposes, or intents and purposes, if you can't talk, uh. What? (laughs) I've heard some weird stuff. Uh, You know, Jason's pretty much dead in the first film and stays that way until the reveal at the beginning of part two. So, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see Alice stick around and kind of use use her experience from part one to maybe turn the tables a little bit because, you know, the franchise doesn't really have that character, uh, that female character to really test Jason for multiple films or test the villain for multiple films so uh sticking around would have been pretty interesting
1: yeah but she doesn't come across as a strong character unfortunately um maybe that's they could have seen that um she did yes she did survive Mom, what I'm what I'm going with is um in the vein of like Laurie Strode um who's pretty you know pretty strong throughout the whole uh Halloween uh maybe maybe they didn't want that same thing to happen maybe they wanted to differentiate between the two franchises perhaps but I don't know I feel like maybe uh again with that whole dream sequence that maybe she would have gotten a little bit more time in part two
0: yeah yeah uh you know she's not going back to that camp again so Well.
2: Yeah.
0: you never know. (laughs) Stranger things have happened. This is true. And lots, most of them in this franchise. But, uh, let's see, as far as part two goes, I... uh, The one guy they do leave behind at the bar, I think he... he, uh, You know, he's good for the scare at the campfire. Playing his little video game, whatever, his little proto... 80s video game knick-knack deal but other than that it's pretty much useless so (laughs) pretty much useless he does the prank he does the prank he gets uh, the tow truck to pull his buddy's car so you know he's the jokester but uh, he just you just kinda they just leave him at the bar and that's that I mean sometimes you just have to leave your friend at the bar (laughs) it's true I mean I've I haven't
1: been the friend that got left. Thankfully, um, again, drink responsibly, kids, um, and hydrate. But I, it'd be amazing if if he was he was drunk in real life, and because back then that's what they used to do. They used to actually drink, yeah, on set, and uh, they're like, all right, this jackass isn't coming back with us. <laughs> no one's gonna no one's gonna remember him. But guess what? we do there's people like us who watch these movies <laughs> hundreds of thousands of times
0: indeed
1: you're not gonna get one past my partner adam griffin
0: i mean you know it happens but i ain't gonna talk about it exactly <laughs> but uh yeah structure-wise part two i'm not i'm not changing anything again it comes down to, to a case of endings um I can either take the end where Paul kind of goes missing a little bit or not take it depending on which way it goes. Uh, The dream sequence, and it is a dream sequence at the end with Muffin because Muffin is dead in the woods. I'm sorry, but it does happen. Uh, So it's kind of a trade-off because the dream sequence is the only sequence that you see Jason's face. Or nightmare sequence, I should say.
2: Because you kind of don't know where it is. Yeah, dogs get bad
1: raps in horror movies, man.
0: Yep. Uh, in this franchise especially. But We'll get to that later. Right? It's just... It's it's uncalled for. It's it's but, unneeded. You don't need yeah, to do it. It's probably because name is Muffin. Uh, who names their dog Muffin? Oh, only only people, right. <laughs> only people in movies. Backlash. Oh, only people in movies. man. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, other than that, part two, not changing any characters that die or would survive, it's all pretty straightforward, you know?
2: Yeah, no,
1: it's, it's, like, part one's, like, perfect, except for the end, so it's not perfect, it's close to perfect, (laughs) except for the dream sequence. Part two is well done, except for, again... The same, the same issue. My, my issue with her being around for little, but that's just, that's not too much to worry about.
0: Yeah, and again, you know, they didn't know that they were working with the franchise at the time. Yeah, you, know, you don't know what your efforts on, what you think or assume is a work for hire deal will get you, or will propel forward with or without your future involvement. So. Yeah, chalk it up to Growing Pains. Which brings us to part three. Now you can, I mean, you can go a whole bunch of different ways on this one. You can blow the whole thing up. Um, but I think my main thing is considering
2: how she ends up, I think this is the one where everybody dies. Including Chris. Now, there is... There have been, you know,
0: rumors scuttlebutt on the thing called the internet that there was a scene, either storyboarded, scripted, or actually shot, where Jason uh, cuts her head off at the end. What? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you guys can look it up. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did. I didn't do my due diligence to get get the facts back right again because we're going off the top of my head for this. One. But um, it's okay that, if
1: they're listening to this podcast; they know how to use the internet.
0: Yes, but uh, the fact remains, is, you know that yeah that that character might have been one that, that probably shouldn't have survived that whole deal.
1: Listen, I didn't even know which one she was at the end. <laughs> I don't know if she was Vera. I not know if she was Debbie. I I don't. I just. I lost track because there was too many brunettes that looked alike. It happens.
2: Oh, so,
0: it happens. If she, well, she went. If she went bonkers. Yeah, understandably. And the, yeah. And the way that stuff is portrayed in the '80s, especially especially in the horror genre, um. If you lose your marbles like that, that's pretty much a death sentence anyway, yeah, oh um, yeah, so I mean what I would
1: change maybe if there are I still think Shelley could have gotten a better better rap or redeeming arc, yep, he was almost there, but if they were gonna let him, like, if he was gonna go that way, I would rather have him take the spear gunshot to the eye.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So in that case, who is responsible for Jason getting the mask? Would you switch and have Vera be the one? Like maybe she's gonna try and prank Shelly? Yes. Because yeah. they were they, they had like a little thing going on. Yeah, it was almost there. Like he was like
1: she saw she saw the better side of him being a doofus. Yeah. And she was like, Hey man, you know, like change. And it would have been perfect if she would have done that, like play the prank back on him. And then Oh, actually that's really perfect. Actually. When I started to think about it in my head, that probably would have made more sense.
0: Yeah. It's interesting how, uh, the supporting cast in all these movies sometimes trump the, uh, or, or go over more or better with uh than the main characters, you know? Like as far as characterization goes and likability.
2: hmm
0: You know, like Baron Shelley versus Chris.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That Double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, other than that, I mean yeah, part three if part three had a definitive ending. Yeah, you know, besides the, the usual is this really happening sequence or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, he was pretty dead.
0: Yeah. He was pretty but, dead. Yeah. Which leads us to part four. Where the what ifs really kick in. Yes. Because with the final chapter, uh it was recently revealed. Uh, During a Q&A for the movie about a month month and a half ago, I suppose, uh, Justin Zito was talking about the film and said that he always kind of wanted it to be that Jason was a zombie. And throughout the entirety of Part 4, that he reanimated in the hospital or morgue, you know. Because, again, it was the 80s, so everything was everywhere, all in one building. <laughs> Including, you know, sandwich eating and, and uh, possible fornicating next to dead bodies and all that weird stuff. Because, hey. It's the 80s. Every, it's the 80s. Everything was up for grabs. Sometimes quite literally. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bad times. Um, but, you know, he always kind of intended for Jason to be a zombie. And for that to be it, which puts that movie into a whole new light.
1: Oh yeah, if he's a a zombie, that's... That makes... I mean, everything going on in the movie makes a little bit more sense. I feel like... I've always felt part four is a little disjointed from the storyline. Well, I... Honestly, some some of the... some of the timelines don't match up in a couple of the movies um but seeing as it was billed as the final chapter and I hate movies have the final chapter in it yep um but um in this movie yes I I do deserve I do think that Jimmy deserved better yes um yes. I think his they could have switched him out uh huh. He given his kill to someone else.
0: Ted. I mean, you're very, you're very adamant about Ted. Ted's the worst. Ted might just be tied with or higher than Melissa from Part Seven. No, wait, Melissa from Part Seven is the worst. Wow. But Ted is just depending depending on the day. Take it over, take that spot, because Ted's a jerk, and Ted deserved uh, his death. Seemed to be so horrible that the MPAA would have been like, "No, he'd do something else." Yes, yeah, Cause, yeah cause, I agree. He's he's terrible. I mean, our our
1: our good old boy, uh, Crispin Glover, you know, doing his uh, whatever the hell it was that he was doing, oh. Oscar. Worthy performance of
0: his dancing. Deserved better death. Well. and apparently that that dance was the dance he used out in clubs. So, you know where his head's at. Like what? What worries me is
1: that maybe that's how I dance when I go out in the clubs, and no one tells me. That'd be some <laughs> shit. That'd be rough, right? You imagine you just go out sometime, and all of a sudden, you're like,
0: what are you doing? I'm like, wait, I'm dancing. It's like, no, you're. You're spazzing out, and you're about to punch people.
1: Like no. and they're like, they're like, have you ever seen Crispin Glover in Friday Thirteenth? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no,
0: how do you get so specific? <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's quite specific.
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that ending when uh our little our little man
2: goes crazy. Little time Tommy Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Now, here, here's a fun thing that I,
0: I just thought of. You think they... I mean, obviously, because you don't have a no-name kid do this. No-name child actor. But Tommy Jarvis being played by Corey Feldman kind of
2: made that that moment stand out a bit more. Because, you know, remember, this is back in that time period the
0: Corey's Hot. Filming the name. Hot shit. They were everywhere. They were untouchable. They were in every movie. Yep.
1: Lost Boys. Another great horror movie.
0: That's right. We'll talk about that later.
1: Great horror movie. Um, now, was he there because they planned to go further with him as... Well, from what I've gathered and read among the interwebs is that uh, they did want Tommy Jarvis to end up as Jason. Yeah. But the fan reaction was not. People don't like Friday the 13th movie without Jason.
0: Right. I mean, they didn't know what that looked like until part five. Cool. You know. And well, we're getting to part five pretty soon, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if that that scene's going to have any more impact on if it's anybody but Corey Feldman at that time. Which leads me to the next one: what happens at the end of that movie? If because and again, it's a horror movie, and you know the '80s had that fun trend of putting kids and everything and going on little adventures they shouldn't have. Yep. All that fun stuff. Uh, what happens at the end of that film? If Jason kills little Tommy Jarvis. Oh. Oh. Now. Off screen. Right. Yeah. Because you. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's things you don't do. People. I, hey, listen. You showed
1: me some messed up Japanese horror movies.
0: I. You know. I've been. Yeah. I My collection. Um. Has has put a stain. So I am now thinking <laughs> that anything is possible to happen, yes. even in the 80s. Yes. But I mean, uh, you know, there, there are still some things you don't do. Yeah. Depending, you know, as far as perspective, time, and the time frame in which the film comes out. You know, and back then, an on-screen killing of Tommy Jarvis ain't going to fly.
1: No. Yeah. Um, what I suggested in the past is if
0: that were to have happened, he could have been the one going through the window. Right. Yep. Because you know, no matter what, you don't you don't kill dogs. <laughs> his name's Muffin. You know, you could name a movie dog Muffin.
1: Well, then you then it's gonna get killed.
0: So we so we so are we are we calling the uh, the Muffin Rule? Yeah. Okay, so the muffin rule is okay. Muffin rule is you don't kill dogs on screen, or even allude to it, unless they're named Muffin. Right. All right. Somebody write that down.
1: Oh, it's in. It's It's et- etched. Okay. Like, In Halloween. Okay. No, we can't talk about Halloween because it's not Halloween. Right. But that pooch, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. just let him go, Mike.
0: That's, oh, that's the wrong. Wrong kind of hook. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so okay, so if you if you off Tommy Jarvis, um, does that mean that Trish, his sister, gets the eye of the Voorhees? Yeah, hey, she goes crazy.
1: Yeah, He's her little brother die. Yeah, I and mean, that drive me crazy. Yeah,
2: Not that would have been but... that would have been a very interesting place for that franchise to go
0: you have the final girl survivor whatever term you want to use
2: now becoming or walking in the same footsteps as the killer it would have uh, it would have been something else yep
0: yeah, but you know what we got instead of that?
1: The best Friday the 13th movie ever.
0: Some do say.
1: Some, Friday... some being me.
0: That's right. Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning, a.k.a. the inspiration for this podcast and where we get our name from. A.k.a.
1: The Roy Byrne Show. That's right. A.k.a. demons. The great McAlley Nunez.
0: And we'll get into that because this one has the most possibility for all sorts of rewrites, retcons, and fun stuff. So let's oh, yeah. go. Oh, absolutely.
1: So, like I guess I think part five is perfect as it is. Um, I would hate to be the one <laughs> to try to change anything. Because in my heart, they did no wrong. But I sense that you are not saying that they didn't do anything wrong, but also that they could have improved upon it. Which I will take gladly as a uh, conversation piece because you will not be bringing it down. You just try to help it come up. Okay. So That's, I feel like, all right, whatever.
0: <laughs> I uh, No, yeah, I, this is just strictly for fun because I do like this movie a lot and I really wouldn't change anything. But if I had to change something, it is a lot. Number
2: one, um, they mention in this film that Jason Voorhees was cremated. Okay.
0: Which means we have a fun thing to play with in part six. Nice little tidbit here. So, as far as part five goes, um, yep, it's a mean spirited movie, and we're gonna keep with that. Except, uh, let's swap out. Uh, crap, now I'm blanking on her name. Description. Uh, the other survivor besides Reggie and Tommy. Uh, Pam. Pam, there we go. Yep, don't get old, kids. Oh, so <laughs> still
1: bit <be> the alternative.
0: <laughs> That's right. But um, let's 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 get Pam out of
2: there, and let's bring back two more characters: Reggie's grandpa and Damon. Because what was popular in the eighties?
1: Top Gun.
0: No, well, besides that. Uh, talk about movies with kids getting to adventures they shouldn't be getting to. us trouble. Going on crazy stuff with their families. Bonding with uh, older relatives and siblings in the name of adventure.
1: Oh, that's the one that guess it. Goonies.
0: That's right. I got it. I figured it out this time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're repurposing the franchise, what better way to uh, create a. Monster hunting, serial killer hunting family in the confines. They have their own van. <laughs> yeah, Reggie the Reckless. <laughs> and David. Being
2: taught the ways of Crystal Lake by their sagely old grandfather. It could be like. See?
1: I was just watching Monster Squad the other day. See? See, <laughs> and actually on this Friday the thirteenth, y'all, I'll be getting a Rudy from Monster Squad tattoo. See, it's all um, it's all, all connected. It's all connected. But That yeah, I mean that's what it was. It was it was, it was like a buddy cop thing. Reggie, oh man, Reggie and his grandpa and demon. That's right. They could have been. Who's who's who's. Older brother Spider, from, but
0: well, they they don't know where Spider is. They they thought a bomb went off in Kentucky. Yeah. They don't talk to him anymore.
2: Yeah, that's that's my theory. They're all connected. They're all. Well, that's besides <laughs> all... the point. That's not Friday the Thirteenth. All right, Friday
1: the Thirteenth. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of movies that are connected, whether people knew it or not. That's right.
0: Well, yeah, that would be my. That'd be my take on like it. You repurpose the whole franchise that way. So now you could really get into the tales of Crystal Lake. Since you're at a new beginning anyway, you need a family to center these things around. And Tommy Jarvis is going nuts. Good there.
2: Hmm.
1: I wonder if they have a bounty hunter cousin. Hmm. We'll get into that. Because that can make um, I wouldn't change any of the deaths nah. in this movie. Because nah. they have some great deaths. Yep. We've discussed it um before on our on our pilot episode. Um our love for this movie. But yeah. Um that'd be a nice little thing they would turn it out a little band of serial killing killers killers killer 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 killers
0: killing yeah the killer of killers yes the original ghost beaters that's right but that brings us to part six now the title jason lives right
1: because <laughs> you just found out <laughs> Roy burns was
0: killing everybody. That's right. So the other
2: premise for this film could be whose body is in Jason's grave. Because in
0: part five, they said that Jason Voorhees was cremated and that the sheriff saw his ashes himself. So now you're getting into the weirdness of the town once again. What's going on here? Who's covering up what? Whose body is that? Jason's grave. Well, besides Hawes later,
2: but Well, yeah <laughs> So my fun thought and you'll like this one. Oh, I,
1: if, if you're going where my head is going Yep. This better be Roy Burns
0: That's right. What if it's zombie Roy Burns? Or zombie Roy Burns Zombie Roy Burns comes back like Frankenstein Yes So that's who we've been dealing with For, you know, the last couple of Paramount movies. And then you assume that... uh, Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X are their own... This changes
1: the kill count. It does. (laughs) Away from Jason. It does. I mean, it's so far above everyone else's. But... This might even it out a little bit. Yeah. No. Uh, This was some mint Roy Burns... (laughs) <laughs> that's one of the greatest Killers In horror movie history
0: Yep Which means to do mm-hmm. <laughs> So Other than that That's the only thing That's the only change I would make Is that it's really Roy Burns And they don't know <sighs>
2: oh, That'd be so good
1: You know me for that. (laughs) Sign me up.
0: That takes us to part eight. So yeah, would you you'd keep everything?
1: Yeah, Jason lives. Great.
0: Yeah. Which means part seven. Now, this is where things get interesting. Because part seven was uh, they were originally going to try to have our installment of Freddy versus Jason. Uh huh. But they couldn't do it, so they switched to Tina, who uh, had Carrie White's power set. And the one redeeming factor of this movie, besides Melissa getting the axe and getting thrown over a television set, is Kane Otter and is Jason Voorhees. The first. All right, first the of four, of four performances. The makeup and suit itself, Jason's design is absolutely perfect.
2: It is the definitive look, I think. Uh, But other than that, you can just
0: take it or leave it. Um, There's a lot you can do with it. You know, if, if this were to start Jason
2: going up against increasingly more difficult odds that would have been great. But, you know,
0: maybe, uh, well, I think another detriment to the film, well, it, and it isn't the film's fault, it's just the time period it was made in, uh, was the fact that it was edited to Hell and Mac. You know, it was cut, slashed ribbons, no pun intended, by the MPAA. So, yeah, it's a hard movie to watch, just for that aspect, just because you know it kind of could have been so much more, if the times weren't what they were back then.
2: Oh yeah, you, that movie made now completely different.
1: Yep. Um, I mean, especially considering all the nonsense that goes on with all those Saw movies.
0: Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll talk about Saw
1: um, in the future. In they general. took those liberties, today's liberties now with that movie.
0: Right. Tina's badass. Yeah. She's a yeah. so badass. Uh, yeah, she, she's a good character caught in, um, in unfortunate characterization circumstances. Yep. Because that character moving on to face Jason later would have been very cool to see. But, you know, as far as fantasies go, she's one and done.
1: What I remember about this one is, uh, Dr. Crew getting killed. Yeah. With a tree trimmer. Yep. <laughs> That's
0: my sound effects from disembowelment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: He deserved worse. He deserved no. a, a wood chipper Sure. Um... <laughs> But uh it takes us to part eight. Unless you did you have anything else? No, I,
1: have I, I I wanna just jump right into part eight. Okay. This whole movie needs to be done
0: over. I think that this is an underrated performance for Kane Hodder because it's trapped in a movie that has a very bad rap. Because this is one of the few times you kind of see Jason as the superstar horror icon. And then it, this franchise goes in completely different directions. But a lot of his appearances on screen, he's in on it with the audience. As far as how he's shot, how he's framed, how he looks at the camera, how he interacts with the scene. It's a lot of nuanced stuff going on there. I think he's like, great. It's like you know. It's like okay, this is this the mannerisms in that movie, are why Kane Hodder's performance as Jason is so beloved because the stuff he does, like like when when one of the kids is running on the on the cruise ship, and uh, Jason just you know does this crystal lake teleport and the kid stops, and he's like, well, we're gonna run, so he tries to go away, and the heart of faints, and he goes, well, let me just climb this pole, <laughs> and then he teleports up, and, you know, glares down and everything, it's just, it's fantastic. Like, I, I love Jason in that movie, just because... Jason it is, was it, great. It is Supernatural
2: Ghost Jason at his finest. Well, besides... Caden Hodder's work as Jason true. in this
1: movie. I'm not a big fan. Right. Um, Interesting premise how they got him awake
2: from his little sleep. Yeah. You no? Know? Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's funny how they tried to go back to continue, continuity one last time. With, uh, you know, still under the lake. Don't know how long he's been there. Oh, look, electricity brought him back again. So, it'll be.
1: Uh... Yeah, it's almost in that moment where you start thinking he's like a Frankenstein. You know, only, only lightning can bring him back to life. Yeah. could have kept going on with that. But then, who's coming back? Is this Ray Burns?
0: Ray Burns. <laughs> Roy Burns. Roy Burns. I'm sorry. <laughs> how they messed that one up. Well, yeah. If we're, if we're keeping with the premise that uh, it's it's Roy's body, just possessed by the Death Curse of Crystal Lake, and all that entails, then uh, it's it's a nice little send-off. The lore of Jason he's got him at the end. Well, that toxic waste.
1: Those New York streets, man. Yeah. That's why I don't go to the city that often. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid I'll end up like uh, Jason in the sewers. In the sewers. Little baby. Yep. Like a little baby now. Jason goes to hell. I'm off. I'm off eight because, like I said. (laughs) <laughs> I can't. There's just there's a lot you can do with eight. Yeah. Um, and I think that's we may be here for like another hour just with the, what could have been changed or who could have went what whatever um, direction.
0: Oh, in part eight, I think I yeah, I would have had Julia survive too. We <laughs> would have figured it out. It's like, it was, like it was the one kill that Jason couldn't quite get. Like, he just kept throwing him off stuff. But he kept surviving. It's like, I thought you fought him on a roof. Yeah, well, I fell into a dumpster. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's fair
1: enough. That's fair enough. All right. Jason goes to hell.
0: Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday... Uh, well, until Jason X, um, you know, I liked, I do like the body hopping aspect. I wish we've seen more of Jason himself. Um, I do not like Steven, the, the, the main male hero. I, I don't not, you know, just it's a, it's the look, I guess. I don't know. It's a little too, uh. It's a little too 90s, with the leather jacket and the, and the poof hair and the glasses. You know? I
2: don't, it was all...
1: Everything was going on at that time.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't... wasn't too endearing. He was just, he was just like an early 90s proto-action horror hero, you know? Did some cool stuff. He was proactive when it came down to it. But there's...
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's a good thing to be in a a horror flick.
0: Yeah, but there is one character that overshadows this entire movie. Portrayed by Stephen Williams. Say it. Say his name. Creighton...
2: Duke. Creighton Duke. The Bounty Hunter.
0: Just... There are worlds exploration and characterization just within that portrayal alone and uh yeah he should have survived and Steven should have got it
1: well the Jason goes to hell director did confirm that Creighton Duke survived uh, that is true yes so all he suffered was a broken back technically yeah. I guess that's what we're going to yeah. go with
0: yeah, I mean, you know, horror movie injuries. All you need is some duct oh, you tape. You can D- break your back and not die. Yeah. Batman. Batman. Yeah.
1: But Batman's Batman.
0: Batman is Batman.
1: And Creighton Duke is close Duke. to being Batman.
0: That's right. He he is Crystal Lake's Batman. Get they got a duster and a hat? Come on, man. Yeah.
1: He may be related to Reggie the Reckless.
0: <laughs> this is true. Reggie the Reckless may have an older brother named Demon. They may still have that van. Uh, parked just outside of Creighton Duke's training compound, where he trains bounty hunters. You know, all the Crystal Lake shenanigans could have been Supernatural before Supernatural was Supernatural. Wait, what? Supernatural is a TV show. That's, what, oh, that's why We wasn't show. <laughs> sure that's where you were going. <laughs> they could have built on so much. To so check it right, so this movie has established that there are you've got all the Voorhees stuff going on, right? Uh, Jason Voorhees is part deadite, in Necronomicon, uh, which has been confirmed by director Adam Marcus. No relation, first name boss, <laughs> maybe last name too. Uh, so, um
2: it's the evil Dead, Friday thirteenth. Downman L Street, do the ending. This could have been the foundation
0: for something amazing. It could have been the first establishment of a shared horror movie universe, like well
2: modern horror movie universe. If, you know, the rights were there at the time. Always comes down to those yep. tricky rights.
0: <sighs> Who's Who was who that, New Line at this point? Yep, New Line. But yeah, that would that'd be my big change, was that they would have built out from Creighton Duke and his bounty hunting, and the Voorhees Dagger, and the Necronomicon, and Freddy, and all that fan stuff that we've been talking about for over 20 years. Bruce Campbell still alive. Yep. Robert Englund still alive. Yep. Kane Hodder still alive. We can talk about all that
1: next episode. And I just recently saw Kane Hodder's episode of Chuck <laughs> where he wasn't credited. <laughs> this is true. What's up with that?
0: We, we have ideas, is what we're trying to say. That's back, going back to the imagination. Yes, that's right. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, I, th- I think uh, I think Jason Goes to Hell uh, deserves a standalone Blu-ray release with the director's cut on it, uh, so people can really see
2: the full extent of that movie in high definition. Blu-ray. You know, once someone told me that was a dying
1: media, but I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad they were wrong. It
0: stick yeah. around, yeah, because it's good to have that stuff in physical format, you know, especially now. But oh uh, yeah, I mean I wouldn't. That's the, my only change is Creighton Duke survives, confirmed on screen, and Stephen gets dragged down to hell with Jason. can't just get rid of him. <laughs> just bye that dumb face is. <laughs> interestingly enough uh, John LeMay is uh, the only actor to be connected to the movie series and the TV series Love because fun fact right there. because he was in a Friday the 13th series
2: so fun fact yeah that, that's the Is that anywhere to be
0: seen? Uh, It is available on DVD, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere. It used to be on Chiller when Chiller was around. But Chiller is no longer, I think. Maybe uh, maybe Shudder will pick it up. Yeah, Shudder should work on that. If they pick up that and Freddy's Nightmares, I'll be happy. But uh, since we're here to talk about Friday the 13th... (laughs) On to Jason X.
1: Well, this here movie decided it wanted to be completely different. And it wasn't necessarily good or bad. But boy, did a lot of people die in this movie.
2: Yep. Uh Yeah. Uh, I, um... You know, it, it depends.
0: As far as the telling the movie goes, it kind of depends on how the day's going. Some <laughs> days they're all likable. Other days I hate every single character in that movie, besides Rowan. Well, cool. except for Rowan. Um, it's <laughs> I've I've had days where it's hard for me to even finish the movie. <laughs> I think the premise is is great. I think it was a much needed uh, shot in the arm that got torpedoed by a delayed release date. But uh, yeah, it's it's some days the tone fits. Other days, man, I I wish everybody didn't have a quip. <laughs> but that's that's a that's a characterization issue, and just that's on me as a viewer that doesn't reflect the work uh, that was actually put into the movie itself. Cause you know, it's a, it's a good movie. It does have
1: one of my favorite kills though. The liquid nitrogen kill. Yes.
0: That's an excellent, excellent one.
1: That's one of my favorite kills in all of horror history. Uh, but I make sure when I watch it, that I at least make it up to that point. <laughs> yeah. Before I get frustrated. Yeah. Um, and what's the kill count on here? I mean, how <laughs> what's
0: well, it What depends? Do it, you count it estimated? Yeah, just like do you count the uh? Do you count him being responsible for an entire space colony blowing up? If we're saying no, he still killed
1: like twenty five people.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty high. Let's see what it is here. Okay, Jay's next kill count is. Oh boy. So we've got counting deaths. We've got Private Johnson, killed off screen. Guard number one, bludgeoned in the head. Guard number two, choked and shot to death. Guard number three, choked with the chain. Guard number four, smacked in the face. Oh. Doc- Dr. Wimmer, played by David Cronenberg, impaled through back. Sergeant Marcus, thrown through a door. Probably beat the fuck up too. Uh, <laughs> Adrian, face frozen, smashed to pieces. Stony, stabbed in the gut. Azrael, back broken over knee. Dallas, head crushed against the wall. Sin neck snapped. stout sticks now. I didn't write these. <laughs> Condor. <I was> like... <laughs> uh, this is, yeah, this is off of the deadmeatfandom.com. Jason X go ahead. Uh, Condor, impaled onto giant floor screw. Gecko, throat slit. Kicker, cut in half, because his name was Kicker. So cause his legs off, too. Um, <laughs> Briggs, impaled onto a spiked chandelier. Loose, slashed off-screen, body found in pieces. Press a load, decapitated, off-screen. Crutch, head bashed, electrocuted. Kinsa, accidentally blows herself up. Waylander, purposely blows himself up. Janessa, sucked through ga- great... The virtual girls, I mean, don't really count because they were in a computer. They were smacked against each other to death. Sleeping hill. kill. Uh, and Sergeant Brodsky went out in a blaze of glory, uh, burning up in the Earth's atmosphere, or, or New Earth's atmosphere, whatever the hell planet that was. So... On screen, count of deaths, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, uh, 23, excuse me, 21, directly by Jason Voorhees, that are actual, real. Because Brodsky sacrificed himself. All right, well, that's close, it's at 25.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it was up there. Custom life
0: on the space station. Yeah, and that's, you know, hundreds to thousands. But uh yeah, I would have uh the only thing I would have done, I guess, or I would have liked to have seen uh would have been Rowan and the others kinda reestablishing themselves on whatever planet they were on before you get to Jason T's at the end. Yeah kind of d- do like a futuristic version of he's still out there yes yeah. so let's make a wish
2: um student star make a wish oh he's a mask it was just i don't know I, it, was, it was yeah watched
1: and um i don't know i feel like they they could have done better
0: I mean, you know, hindsight. In hindsight, you know, we can hindsight uh, twenty twenty, can say that, you know, it's what we should have done, what they should have done, what they could have done. But um, you know, keep in mind, you know, these films are great for what they are, and they everybody, you know, did an amazing job. Work with what they had.
2: Um,
1: so, and I would thank everyone for for being in these movies that we were able to watch them that's right because even though I, I will be petty and, and mock movies I just don't mock the people that
0: took part of them that is absolutely correct yes uh, you know what else is correct what is correct that I would not change a damn thing in uh, Freddy vs. Jason correct no, I, I take that back I would take out um... don't lie to me I would, I would take out the usage of a certain word by Kelly Rowling. Got it. I would take that out because that
2: is, that is not needed. Um, I mean, if, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's stupid.
0: So, <laughs> with that said, I've not changed anything in that movie except for that. Plot-wise, perfect. Yeah. Deal-wise, perfect. Ending, perfect. It's a perfect film for uh, what was supposed to be in the deal. I agree wholeheartedly. You
1: said it very well. We agreed wholeheartedly. (laughs) Throw that out there, guys. That's right.
2: Well, besides beer. But um which leads us to the last movie that we have to discuss. I mean the only one left is the are we are we counting this one? I
0: am because there's there's a big discussion we can have in a few episodes about remakes, reboots and uh representations. Of franchises and characters and franchises and, and all that stuff. But, Friday the 13th, 2009. Uh, what are
2: your thoughts? Well, I liked it. Nah. Uh-huh. Um, I really... I'm not sure what I would change.
1: Um, but again, it's it's going off the premise that This is more like part two, a combination of part two, than it is. uh, I don't know. It's really not a remake. So I'm
2: lost in my opinion of this.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's a uh, it's it's more of a I wouldn't even call it a, a. it's it's like a franchise restart. I don't even want to call it a reboot. You know? Because it's just, it's just taking existing material and readapting it for a new audience. You know, a reboot would say that they scrap absolutely everything. Like, your premise, all this other fun stuff, and just go completely from scratch. And this is just a representation of familiar events. You know? Yeah, it's just, it's just jumping off of
1: The whole, uh, mom getting killed. Right.
2: Or decapitated, I should say. Yeah.
0: And I mean, like, it's like, can you really reboot a franchise that never went away?
2: Hmm. That's food for thought.
0: But, uh, let's see. I wouldn't, honestly, you know what? I would not change anything in, uh, Friday the 13th, 2009 yeah it was like I said, when we watched it, I was taken aback that it was good. It's like that the first fifteen minutes up until the titles hit, it's just some of the best pacing and like you know like, I guess I guess you call it big studio horror, whatever the hell you wanna refer to this stuff as, you know uh. Anything like no one expected that presentation of Jason for what was you know pretty much regarded as a cash grab for the franchise, you know. But to see that dude running full tilt (sighs) with a machete.
1: Yeah, this was this was next level, like.
0: You know, and and remember when, when this came out, we were in, we were you know neck deep and hostile and saw and you know it was it was you know, people you know trying to one up each other as far as you know how far they can go with with horror in that format you know and, and kind of like a a uh gritty real world aspect you know i don't want to call this stuff torture porn i think that's a dumb phrase <laughs> but uh and no offense to anybody who used it i just think it's a dumb phrase but um you know, it was, it was always a it was a instance of gamesmanship as far as what you could do with the imagery and everything like that. And I will, I will say that Derek Mears as Jason Voorhees in the beginning of that film is some of the scariest stuff
2: you know to see from Friday the Thirteenth. It was pretty intense. Like I was not expecting it at all. Just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think the masterful thing
0: they did was they slowed it down. So you know that that intensity is coming back. You just don't know when. And I think that's a great way to, at the time,
2: reintroduce Jason Worries to audiences. Yeah. Well, but, uh, no one forgot him. Nah.
0: Not at all. But, um... Yeah, I don't there aren't every character in that movie is a uh, pretty much it. You know, well well drawn out, good characterization. Uh the people that you want to see go go horribly. Um I think it's the only it's the first and last time we'll ever see a crossover between Transformers and Crystal Lake as Transformers 2007 and Friday Thirteenth 2009 share a character. I am not joking. This is this is fact. Is this fact? Yes. Where yeah. where where can I find this fact? The character of Trent appears in both movies. This is this is not a joke. This is, this is not a a trick on Friday Thirteenth. It is the only time. That such a thing will happen. Uh, I, you serious? I am serious. I, I, mean, I am you, serious. You know your Transformers, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like the Michael Bay series. Yeah, you sure don't. But, uh, it is a definite thing. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. If I, you know, had to sit there and figure something out. I would like more practical effects because there was a uh, it was one of the first times that only CG weapons were used. You know, there weren't you know, wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on in camera.
2: According to IMDB. So, I mean, and again, you know, it's like all that stuff with a grain of salt, but um, other than that, I think Uh, only my only thing was, would you go with the ending that they had? Um, yeah, I I, like I said, I wasn't, um, I wasn't upset with any of the choices they made in the movie. I don't think I would, I would change the ending. Especially now that nothing ever came out after it. Yeah. Oh. It's 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 a good standalone and that's what it's gonna end up being. Which is not which is altogether not a bad thing. All right. Um but yeah, I uh Yeah, motherfucker. Travis Van
1: Winkle, huh? <laughs> this is what happens when the internet gets involved. <laughs> what? No, I can't. Uh, you know, according to... No. Oh, Michael Bay's the one saying it? I don't believe it
0: then. Well, Michael Bay's production company produced it.
1: I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I refuse to believe it.
0: You refuse to believe it. All right, we have a non-believer in the Travis Man, Winkle Trent, Transformers, Jason Worries connection. Ah. <laughs> For all I know, it's Trent Reznor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's not get into all the aborted scripts from uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Because yeah. That's yeah, if you if you if you if you know your Freddy vs. Jason lore, there was a character named Reznor in one of the drafts. <laughs> but uh it's a true story. Other than that, um let's see that, that ends us at at the, at the remake, reboot prequel representation. Of Friday the 13th. And so ends our what-ifs. So ends the Friday the 13th. Our first inaugural Friday the 13th episode. That's right. Uh, and with that said, this has been another episode of It's Them Damage Allows the podcast. You can check the show notes for all of our social media info. As always, Mark Warren, podcast producer for stars, has been responsible for making our brand of Digital goodness sound oh so spectacular. Thank you for all that you do, Mark. It's always appreciated. So uh, until next time, hope you had fun. Remember to watch those horror movies. And uh, once again, never I said, we of course do is. Thanks, folks. Bye.
1: Bye.